Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Brady. This is Lock and Load, and as we do, we're now going to segue and move slightly eastward and go to Austin, Texas, where we pick up the editor-in-chief of the truthaboutguns.com, that being Dan Zimmerman. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Happy summer. Indeed. Is it summertime now? Is that official? Yeah. Let's go. June 21st. I got you. We're here. Okay. Anyway. I haven't been paying attention because here in in the upstate of South Carolina, it's pretty much like the Philippines during uh, during spring. Time. Yeah, I'm sure. Then when, then when summer hits, it you know it's like full blown like the Philippines. Anyway, uh, the, uh, the 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 president has been at it again. What's he been up to lately, and what kind of nonsense is he sputtering nowadays? Well, it's 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 a lot of what he's said in the past, but it, it seems to be getting more frequent. And some might even call him a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Um, yeah, he's been, you know, he's he's now officially campaigning for 2024, um, and that means that they have to uh, let him out of his crypt more often and put him in front of a microphone, and that's what things get interesting. So. They um, they can't always control what he says, even with a teleprompter. And that means there's lots of interesting things being spouted, uh, and particularly where guns are involved. Uh, very little of it has any basis in fact. So he's spouting uh, things like uh, uh, the Second Amendment says that there's some guns you can't own. Um, uh, and... Uh, of course, the whole thing about, you know, nobody, nobody's going to take on the government because you need F-16s and that kind of thing. But what's interesting is it's gotten to the point now that um, the lies are so frequent and so, uh, so, so you, you can't gloss over them so much anymore that even CNN fact-checked him this week. They ran a post. Um, fact checking five gun lines that he made. Um, and it's 
you know that when, when, when Joe Biden loses CNN, something's wrong. Somebody at CNN <laughs> has decided, you know what? Maybe this isn't our best option for 2024 anymore. Um, so, you know, they called him out. They said, uh, his, uh, late son, Bo Biden, um, was the first to ever enforce a red flag law when he was attorney general of Delaware. Well, Bo Biden died in 2015. Um, and the state didn't have a red flag law until 2018. So it was very difficult for him to enforce anything like that, mm. even though the red flag law is named after him. Uh, they called it for some reason, I think the Bo Biden gun violence prevention law or something stupid like that. Um, they pointed out the fact, you know, that uh, he was at some gun violence summit in, in Connecticut last week, or or, or so, and, and claimed that when you when you put a brace on a pistol, it magically converts the pistol to a gun, and also changes the caliber. Um, uh, I don't know where you can buy those kinds of ca- those pistol braces, but I'd sure love to have one. Um, uh, so they made fun of him for that. Uh, they called him out again on his oft-repeated lie that gun manufacturers uh, can't be sued for any reason. That, of course, is a lie. Um, they can and have been sued many, many, many times. But And they, they called out one that I hadn't even heard. I didn't know that he had, he had said that. He said um, uh, he claimed that the, the NRA can't be sued. And the fact that the NRA has such overwhelming power, you know, the NRA is the out, only outfit in the nation that we cannot sue as an institution. They got uh, before this, before I became president, they passed legislation that say you can't sue them. Imagine that has been the case with the if that had been the case with tobacco companies. I know he's old. I know his brain is you know is rotting as we speak. I know he's that old. I'm sure dementia is well on its way to to, to claiming any remaining cognitive abilities he has. But that was a really creative one. I'm not sure where that came from. And um, uh, even CNN said Biden's claim is false. While gun manufacturers have liability protection, no law has ever passed to forbid suits against the NRA. The NRA has faced a variety of lawsuits in recent years. Um, in other words, Biden is telling lies so big that even his allies in the uh, anti-gun media cannot ignore them anymore. Can you imagine what it must be like to be on his staff? They must live in abject fear. The other thing thing is that he, 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 all of his stuff, and I know all of his stuff is predicated on a lie, even before he became a desiccated old pervert. But, I mean, uh, does he not understand uh, the, the lessons we've learned from Vietnam and Afghanistan as far as how much anybody needs an F-16 if they're not going to actually get out there and take the ground? No, no, no. He doesn't, he doesn't know that. He doesn't recognize that. Uh, even younger, allegedly more cogent people like Eric Swalwell love to spout the same garbage that if you're going to go up against the, the United States, you know, you better have nukes. You better have F-16. Um, sadly, uh, it's been shown time and time again that if you uh, 
fight the right kind of war and wait long enough, you can you can outlast the United States military. Well, if you're not going to go out there and just, if the United States military is not going to go out there and just say, uh, we're just going to kill everything. Let's go. Let's start exactly. here. We're going to start here and we're going to end here. And when we get done, we should be finished. If they're not going to do yeah. that, then no, they may as well not even go. But correct. Because when, when the, when the public loses interest, um, and when the tide, the political tide changes in Congress, as it did um, after uh, 9-11 and then in, in, with the Iraq war, um, all you have to do is, is hang on long enough, and eventually the United States will say, you know what, it's enough blood, it's enough treasure, we're done, let's just get the hell out of here. Right. Right. <laughs> That's the fun. That's the fun. Oh, it's so much fun. It's 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 very difficult when Democrats are well. It's pretty, it's getting pretty difficult when Republicans are in charge too. To be quite honest with you, I'm, I'm having a hard time sometimes uh, telling the difference. We can let, let's let's talk about that next before we get into the next next thing from the truth about guns. I just want to ask your opinion of that in the short. In the uh, in the short segment, if you can, and uh, this article, by the way, is on the front page right now as we speak at the truthaboutguns.com, where it, the, the very most prolific website there is on the web when it comes to putting out the latest in the gun culture in the gun world. Whatever's new, they have it. They know what's happening with it before you do. In some cases, I'll, I'll get a, a, a breaking news, and I mean it really is truly breaking news. You'll hear about it there before you'll hear about it anywhere else, and definitely before the uh, fake stream legacy media gets a hold of it. So, the truthaboutguns.com, that's where Dan plies his trade. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. If you believe there's nothing better than the smell of freshly crafted leather, then you better check out CraftHolsters.com. A combination of high carry comfort, easy concealment, great fit, and varied holster offer, Craft Holsters are your answer to ultimate concealed carry experience. What are you waiting for? Get the same holster brand that I carry. Go to CraftHolsters.com right now and select from premium custom leather holsters for over 2,300 semi-autos and revolvers for both right- and left-handed shooters. That's CraftHolsters.com. Again, CraftHolsters.com. All right, welcome back. This is Lock and Load, talking to Dan Zimmerman from the truthaboutguns.com. Oftentimes, I will call Dan offline. It'll have nothing to do with anything. I'll just be, I'll be, I'll just be spouting something. I'll, I'll feel quite 
I'll, I'll feel quite unreasonable, to be honest with you. And um, so I'll, I'll, I'll call Dan to try to bring me down. I'm sure that just makes your day when that happens, doesn't it? I'm sure it does. Um, I always love to see your name flash up in my phone. <laughs> anyway, um, one of my issues that I have right now with the feds anyway. Now, with the states, uh, you know, the Republican, some of these Republican states like uh well, just any state that has gone ahead and gone with the permitless carry. I don't know how pro-gun I sit back and go, oh, absolutely, those guys are pro-gun all day long, as long as a day, as long E-I-E-I-O. But the Republicans, on the other hand, now, correct me if I'm wrong, when Trump got elected, didn't he say he would sign national uh, reciprocity if it was put on his desk? He did. And what was the and, and the holdup was Ryan, as I recall, initially, right? Well, maybe. I mean, that that bill, along with Hearing Protection Act, both of those were moving in Congress and moving well, and the prospects looked very good. And then, literally days, I think, before one of the two bills in the years ago, now I can't remember, uh, was to have uh, have a hearing in the House, that's when we had the uh, congressional baseball game practice shooting. Um, and that changed the entire landscape. And both bills were pulled. And I assume Ryan, um, but I'm sure there were, other, or there were others in the House too, uh, didn't want to be seen as passing pro-gun legislation after a prominent shooting of federal legislators. So when we, I mean, we only get a chance of passing this kind of stuff, though, when we hold all three of the primary, you know, the House, Senate, presidency. That's the only way for us to get anything passed. When When we did this, the last time this happened in the opening of, of Trump's presidency, uh, the Republicans, for some reason, I mean, oh, yeah, and a good example, Obamacare. How many times when Obama was still president did they vote to repeal Obamacare after Republicans took control of, of the House? Eight? It's easy to posture on those kinds of issues or any issue when you know that whatever it is you say and whatever legislation you're you write, and whatever vote you cast has no realistic pr- um, prospect of becoming law. That's right. Um, yeah. So why with Obamacare when they had, because that's where all of the time was spent, right? They were busy trying to repeal Obamacare. That was one of the things he promised he would do if they would put it together. And instead of just repealing it, they wanted to repeal and replace when they finally could actually do something to move those chains. Um what were your th- well, when when that was happening? Did did a lot of lights go on in your head when that happened? Like well, yeah, it, it confirmed. I mean, to their credit, they they came within one vote of getting that done. Right. Um, they, they, they passed it in the House, and John McCain, because he hated Donald Trump so much, voted no. Um. Uh, in the in the uh, Senate, and that was that was the one vote needed to kill it. And that's why Obamacare was never completely repealed. Right. It was a, it was a fit of peak and spite on the on the part of a bitter old man who had 
been insulted by Donald Trump and would rather exact some revenge uh, than do something he you, you would think he would want to do. But um, it just it showed more about his character than it did Donald Trump's. Well, I mean, do you think that was part of it was, was the problem with that? That I mean, McCain. He tried. He 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 waited till it was his turn to run for the presidency, and then he lost. Mm-hmm. And he lost primarily because all his pro, his platform was talking about Barack Obama. Right. He, he didn't talk about what he was going to do. He talked about Barack Obama. Uh, yeah. Again, my brain is is it, getting older by the day, and I don't remember as much as I used to. But I that that, that does seem to be a lot of it. You know, you know, he had all these friends in the media. Uh, who were friends of his until he ran was running against a Democrat for president. And of right. course, they, they turned on him. Um, and you're right. Uh, he made it more about running against, uh, Obama than he did, uh, telling people what, um, what he would do. And there were just a lot of things going against Obama was a very good candidate. Oh, yeah. He had every advantage. He had, uh, he had, you know, of course, you know, the media. Uh, behind him, and it was he just, was a was well. I mean, he was a great campaigner. He he used text messages in campaigning. I think it was the first time that had ever been. Yeah, used. yeah. I mean, they ran a great campaign. That, yeah. that, I, that was just destined to happen. So, and and McCain, on the other hand, the only reason McCain was the nominee was because it was his turn. He was the Mitt Romney. He was the Bob Dole. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. and I mean, uh, every time we run somebody that it's their turn, they lose and. To to his credit, with Trump, Trump was sort of like Obama. He came out of nowhere, right? Came out of nowhere and won it. Now, um, do you think part of that bitterness was due to the fact that Trump won and he didn't? Uh, I don't think it was so much that as that he, if you remember, he uh, Trump directly insulted him um, and said something about his being a prisoner of war and how that was not honored. I can't remember the exact quote. Um, but he, he directly insulted McCain and his war record because he'd been a prisoner of war. Yeah. Well, um, you know, the, the thing about being him being a prisoner of war, it's more impressive to me that what he survived when he became a prisoner of war at the Hanoi Hilton. Oh, couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, he, was, was, uh, I, I'm sure if even if you were to ask him, if he were still around to ask, would you rather stayed up in that plane and just kept on bombing everything, or would you did you enjoy your time as a prisoner of war? He'd say, no, no, I'd rather been in the plane. Um, that's the impressive part. What he put up with and survived at the Hanoi Hilton. So, uh, I, oh yeah. But I mean, it, Trump. Trump's strong point is that. Trump knows how to poke the bear and make the bear react like a crazy, like a rabid bear. It's, and, uh, you know, I don't he, know why he would do that with McCain, but he did it with McCain. But I, well, and, and, and that's what I was just going to say. Yes, he does know how to do that, and he enjoys doing that, but he doesn't know when not to do it. And there was, it wasn't as if he was running against McCain. There was yeah. no reason to do that, and it came back to bite him. Yeah. He could have signed into law the, the, uh, the repeal of Obamacare, as he had promised, um, but uh, he did. He, that that was he, he was he had he had only himself to blame for it. And that was an incredibly petty and spiteful move by McCain. But you know, it was a fight that uh, 
He's not remembered by me that. as a statesman for that one. Let's put it that way. He's not remembered by well. me as a statesman. But anyway, we've, we're uh, heading into the break. Uh, this is not at the truthaboutguns.com, but I have these discussions with, with Dan because he's the only one that I can have him with. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. I've seen just about every corner of this country, three million miles in my career. I spend a lot of hours on the road, but I love being my own boss. The road can be a beautiful place, but you're out here on your own. There certainly are risks. I'm Charles. I'm a truck driver, a husband, and a father. And that's why I choose federal. When it comes to online gun shops, Primary Arms is one of America's largest retailers of new firearms, parts, accessories, and gear. They stock over 600 popular brands, all with everyday low prices and fast shipping. If you ever have any questions about a product, their team of product experts will help you make the right purchase. So, don't settle for less. Visit PrimaryArms.com today and see why so many gun owners make it their first destination for all of their firearms needs. For over 25 years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. In the 21st century, the handgun has become the preeminent self-defense tool. At CNH Precision, we specialize in taking your weapon to the highest degree of functionality possible. With a complete array of goods and services specializing in red dot sight installation, CNH Precision will help you realize the most effective handgun the first time. If you need slide milling, installation, or accessories, go to chpws.com. CNH Precision, welcome to the Boom Squad. At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively, reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unit. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available. With quality control second to none, because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. no such thing as a fair fight. And we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform. Dominate. At Staccato, we know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom. Win. We want you to enter that objective confidence that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight. No compromise. No sacrifice. Staccato2011.com. Stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011. 
Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality Built American Made Products for 45 plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment, we perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. Welcome back. This is Lock and Load, talking to Dan Zimmerman from the truthaboutguns.com. Uh, we had a new phenomenon happen over the weekend. We had the weekend coup. And the weekend coup was over about the time it began and everything. But do you think there are some lessons we can take away from uh, the antics of Putin and Prigozhin? What, 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 what do you think the Russian people learned from that one? Well, I'm, I'm not sure. It was pretty interesting. You don't get coups or attempted coups in major nuclear powers very often. Um, and it, it seemed to be over almost as quickly as it started um, yesterday. It only lasted a few hours. But one thing that was interesting that came out of it was um, a quote from a um, an exiled former Russian oligarch who somehow got on the wrong side of Putin and decided he didn't want to magically fall out of a building like so many of Putin's enemies did. So he, um, uh, a guy named Mikhail Khodorkovsky said, um, uh, now we see that only armed people can resist the dictatorship. Uh, uh, now there's a small window of opportunity where there's chaos in the streets and the security forces not in control of the situation. He saw that he's no fan of Prigozhin, uh, but he saw that um, um, this might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to wrest power from Putin. He said, if you see strength in yourself in the future to become those uh, those armed people who will oppose Putin or Prigozhin, uh, then it's time to arm yourself. Prigozhin is not our friend, not even our ally. He's a bandit and a war criminal, but his rebellion is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and there won't be another one like it for a long time. But, again, back up above, he said, now we see the only that only armed people can resist the dictatorship. It's amazing. You know, if only the founders here had had that idea um, 
250 years ago. Oh, wait, they did. They realized exactly the same thing and had the foresight to write that into the Constitution and make that the Second Amendment because they wanted to make sure that if tyranny ever took over uh, and oppressed people here in the United States, that the people would have the ability um, to fight back and overthrow it, just as we did against the king of king of England. Um, so, yes, it's, it's, it's always enlightening when people in other countries discover the right uh, or the, uh, the value of an armed populace. Would you not think they already know that, though? Of course they do, and yeah. that's why they're they're oppressed, and that's why governments in all in, in these countries have no interest whatsoever in having an armed populace, uh, with a few notable exceptions like Switzerland and a few others. Um, widespread gun ownership, uh, le- the legal ability to carry guns, that type of thing. That isn't in the interest of anybody who's in power anywhere, um, especially in less democratic societies. Um, and they uh, they want to ensure that that isn't a pro- problem that they ha- ever have to deal with or worry about. Uh, and it's you know you don't have to have to be a rocket scientist to figure out why. Uh, at some point, if you make life miserable enough for your population, they will, they can and will rise up against you. But, and you, of course, you can see it, you've seen it happen in places like Iran where there's been a number of attempts at rebellion, but you've got a populace that isn't armed and can't do anything much other than demonstrate in the street and eventually become cannon fodder for the military. Well, I guess in Russia, though, I, I guess the, the 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 interesting thing about the Russian military that I have uh, for 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 a minute, for just for a minute, uh, I was a little concerned about the Russian military. Yeah, well, I think that um, I think that Prigozhin had hopes of a significant number of the Russian military jumping over to his side as right. he was. Moving, moving toward Moscow. And when that didn't happen, he did it about face. And now I think he's in, somehow they quote unquote allowed him to go to Belarus. And that's where he's going to be uh, spending the rest of his days. Hoping nobody sticks him in the back of the leg with a, with an umbrella. Um, well, I mean, the, the, the thing, the thing, the thing with uh, what he did, he probably had not enough logistics. Would no, be my like, guess. What? I'm sorry. He probably didn't have enough logistics. They were moving fast and hard, and everybody was like, "Why'd you stop?" Well, that's a wonderful question. That that that's that too. Uh, and then I read a different account today where, and, and who knows how much this is true, how much isn't, um, where Progression claims to have twenty five thousand troops. Some people, and this guy said. One ex- expert, quote unquote, thinks it's closer to 2,500. I find it hard to believe that he would have ever thought to try to march on Moscow with only 2,500 troops. So who knows? That's probably garbage. So much of what comes out of well, I, Ukraine I, and Russia is, yeah. is, is, is misinformation. I think with a, with any coup, it just it boils down to where, how deep can you get into and how fast can you take over the leadership? Right. Because the Russians, 
except for the generals. I mean, one of the. I mean, I don't know how it is now, but in the uh, in the eighties during the Cold War, our goal was always to uh, knock out their leader as soon as we identified who that was and just see what they did at that point. Yeah, yeah, you want to instill chaos and. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's not like so, and I would I would imagine it's a little bit like this in the civilian world too. Um, whenever he decides to do something, I'm almost certain he doesn't go to his cabinet and say, "This is what I want to do." Any, give me your input. How would you do it? Which is exactly how a fire team, when when a, when a lieutenant or a sergeant gets a gets an assignment in the mil- in the American military, he sits down with his crew, and he says, "Okay, this is what we got to do. What, tell me what you think." And then everybody knows exactly what the objective is. Well, yeah, it's kind of nice to have everybody pulling in the same direction and yeah. working toward the same goal. Indeed. Um, so. so, yeah, who, I, I don't know who's really running things at the White House these days. Um, I, I guess the uh, thing I would take away from it is when you are a disarmed populace, whenever the two big boys decide they want to fight, you just sort of have to sit back and watch and hope they don't shell your house, right? Well, that was part of the concern yesterday. If you look at the record of what uh, Russia's done in cities in Ukraine, um, Prigozhin had pulled up in, uh, I can't remember the name of the town, south of Moscow, and they were people there were extremely concerned that he was going to unleash the Air Force in the city and just flatten it, just like they tried to do to a number of Ukrainian cities. Right. Uh, that, of course, uh, would have carried some significant political rift as well. well. I mean, the Russians have adopted a lot of ISIS tactics as well. They're, they're, they're taking their camcorders and doing a bunch of decapitations. I was not aware of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're doing that. Whenever they capture some uh, Ukrainians, they pull out the camcorders and film film the decapitations. Hmm. So, right. yeah. Uh, if, anybody just, if anybody and somebody's given that order... Somebody's given that order. Somebody has okayed that. So we'll see. I'm not that concerned with what the international community is going to do because we already see what they're going to do. They're not going to do much of nothing. But um, anyway, anyhow, this article is at thetruthaboutguns.com. This is where you find the most prolific, prolific information when it comes to the gun culture, the gun world, all the other stuff. And the biggest thing that they are worried about with you is that you know about issues, that you know about details, that you know what is what and what isn't. And therein lies their problem. This is one way to arm yourself with information. And an armed electorate with information is more dangerous than if everybody had a gun. That's the heart. They're trying to control all of that for you. But we'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Welcome back. This is Lock and Low talking to Dan Zimmerman from the truthaboutguns.com. And we've got this quote from, uh, I don't know this pilgrim's name. 
but he's the Tulsa, Oklahoma chief of police. And I quote the quote. Ultimately, I'm a Second Amendment guy. I own guns, of course, but I'm okay with giving up some of that freedom, right? We had to give up some of that freedom after 9-11, which, yeah, I guess he thinks that was okay. I'm okay with waiting three days, five days, or whatever to get my firearm if I go out and purchase another firearm. So I'm okay with a pause to allow for the weapons to be purchased and allow the government and the gun companies to look at the background and do a thorough check before that gun goes to someone. He doesn't even, I mean, just for that alone, he's completely ignorant, isn't he? Talking to Dan Zimmerman from the truthaboutguns.com. What, I mean, that's, are the gun companies going in looking at your background? Did I not know that? How did I not know that? This is Tulsa Police Chief Wendell Franklin, by the way. Um, and uh, anytime anybody in a uniform stands up and says, ultimately, I'm a Second Amendment guy, hold on to your guns, lock your safe, Batten down the hatches, something's coming. Um, because there's always going to be a big but behind that. And, of course, there is. Uh, you know, there's a but. I'm okay with giving up some of that freedom, right? Um, this guy, whatever his protestations may be, is no Second Amendment guy by any measure. Um, uh, and you're right. So he's really fine with, with, with waiting periods, uh, a pause to allow weapons to be purchased and allow government and the gun companies to look at the background um, and do a thorough check. That, because, you know, it just shows you how ignorant the people we elect and appoint um, in this country are. This guy has no idea how background checks work. He doesn't know who does them. He doesn't know how they're performed. He probably doesn't know the form you have to fill out. He probably doesn't know who does the background check. Um, he obviously thinks that the gun companies are somehow involved in a background check business. And this is a guy who is the chief law enforcement officer in a city of, I don't know, what's Tulsa, 750,000, maybe a million people. Right. Um, that, you know, it, it, it's embarrassing. Um and um, it's also not unusual for any big city chief of police. These people uh, almost uniformly are appointed to these jobs by the mayor or city council. Um, and they reflect the politics of big city mayors and big city city councils. Uh, that's why you see very different points of view among sheriffs in this country who were elected by the people, not appointed by politicians. They're almost universally elected, and they have to run uh, based on actual, you know, actual law and order um, platform and reflecting the beliefs and the policies that appeal to the voters. And that's why so many sheriffs in this country uh, come out against gun control laws. That's why so many sheriffs supported uh, constitutional carry, um, sanctuary movements, and a lot of them came out, you know, even in states like Oregon, Washington, places, uh, deep blue places like that that passed background, that passed uh, gun control laws. They said, I will not be enforcing that in my county. Um, there's just a huge divide between elected sheriffs and appointed chiefs of police. And 
stark representative of that. Well, he's obviously a big. If, if you look at the article, he he thinks it was great when the uh, when the federal government took control of the airlines, for example. After, yeah, that's after just wonderful. Yeah, yeah. The, the Patriot Act has obviously been a boon to freedom and uh, and uh, since uh, 9-11. So apparently, he wants more more of the same, and he's just. Um, he wants to be first in line to give up some of his gun rights um, and to uh, have to wait uh, wait some period of time to take possession of a gun after he buys it. Uh, I'm sure he's in favor of red flag laws. I'm sure he's in favor of universal background check um, and anything else that uh, uh, organizations like Mayors, Mayors Against Illegal Gun um, support and everybody else in the gun control industry. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, Tulsa is 411,000 people. Oh, that's small. Okay. Yeah. They are, where are they at? On the crime, let's see. Well, they're not number one. Let's see. I don't see them. No. I wouldn't expect they would be. No. But, I'm sure they're down the list. That is Oklahoma, after all. Yeah. Um there's only like there's not four million people in Oklahoma. No, but it no. did. But their crime did go up by five percent, and they had a twenty nine percent surge in homicide in twenty twenty. Hmm. Yeah, um, as so many, almost every city did in twenty twenty. Yep. Um, but um, yeah, uh, again, anytime somebody precedes his comments regarding guns with I'm a second amendment guy. Hold on, you know, hold on to your wallet, hold yeah. on to your gun rights. Yeah. And uh look out because there's there's uh, some bad news coming right after that. <laughs> well and, and here's the other thing. This is the other thing. Um what I find interesting is that um I don't know how old this guy is. He doesn't look as old as I am, perhaps, but you know, you never can tell nowadays. And uh, yeah, I don't know. so um, you know the the whole the premise behind the instant background check was that it was new. We had not had to go through a background check before, and this any. Right delayed was a right denied, right? I mean, was that was that part of the impetus behind it? And the three-day wait period was actually a check on the government's power because if if you leave it up to the government, they don't care if they ever get back to you. Well, yeah, that was a, was a three-day limit that was written into the law. So if it couldn't wait any more than three days, you know, if they got backed up or if that was being managed in some way as a de facto waiting period. Right. Uh, which some people have claimed has happened in the past, but mostly doesn't. You know, most of the time, when you go in and buy a gun, you get an answer back, and it's just you know. Well, the, the the thing with the thing with that part of it that bugs me the most is the idea or the supposition that the government should be the arbiter of any of this stuff. Uh, excuse me. Correct. Plus, anybody anybody going through a background check probably is not going to be committing any crimes in most cases. No, 
No, so so he, he's out there. In other places. He's got nothing but anecdotal nonsense, and uh, at the same time, he, he disregards everything about it. Do we know why he had to say anything about it at all? What 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 pulled his string? Uh, I don't know. I think he he sat down with an interview with the uh, local public radio station there, oh. and uh, he was asked, you know, so there's uh, crime in in every big city is a, an issue, um, and if you're a, net, a public radio, who's uh, who runs the city? Is that is that run by Democrats? Uh, I would be surprised if it isn't. Virtually any city of any size, you know, half a million and up. Yeah. Although they're just under that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Right All I know is Democrat. that some of this stuff, uh, <laughs> being, if you, for somebody to claim that they're a Second Amendment guy, that means. I know what I'm talking about, first of all, if you're going to say that. And then if you're going to say it, it's a little bit like when somebody comes to me and goes, Hi, how you doing? I'm a Christian. Why are you telling me that? You ever heard, you ever had anybody, have you ever seen that in politics where they get out there and they want to talk about how much of a Christian man they are? You ever notice that? Yeah, you hear that all the time. They have to establish their bona fides. And, um, yeah, that's. Well, if that were the case, then it would take one. It would take one. It wouldn't take it every every response. Running out of time. Running out of time. And uh, as always, thank you for taking the time to join me. Thanks for having me. Always a good time. This is at the truthaboutguns.com. This is where you go. This is where you go for the latest in the gun world, in the gun culture, in the politics. I mean, if you go look at their segments and their sections they have available to you, they have gear reviews, gun reviews, guns for beginners, gun control. They got it all. Hour number three is inbound. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.